Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. American uh, uh, political figures go to these places like Taiwan all the time. Uh, there's nothing unusual about it. There's nothing. There shouldn't be anything provocative about it. And yet here we are. I can't believe that uh, that this is going to end up in a in a an escalation of tensions in some dangerous way. But this is sometimes how wars start. So it is worrisome, and it is a regular mess. That's Brit Hume on Fox yesterday. This is my favorite story going on right now. Um, with all due respect to the recession and COVID and all the other things, is the is Nancy Pelosi going to Taiwan or not? How did it become such a big deal? Are we going to back down to the Chinese? As Britt Hume pointed out there, people, politicians go to Taiwan all the time, and it's just, it's, you don't even hear about it because it's not a thing. But all of a sudden, when the story that normally you wouldn't pay attention to of Nancy Pelosi going to Taiwan, China reacted like, what? No, you can't do that. Oh my God, this means war. And everybody's like, what are you talking about? But. Well, right. And our instinct says there's something else going on, maybe several something else's to discuss. Josh Rogan, global opinions columnist for The Washington Post, joins us. Josh is the author of the excellent Chaos Under Heaven, Trump, Xi, and the Battle for the 21st Century. Uh, Josh, welcome. Always great to talk. How are you? Uh, glad to be back. And your instinct is right. There is more going on. Okay, well, tell us what it is. Well, you know, it's sometimes these things just come down to politicians and their egos okay and here you have nancy pelosi who's about to be you know displaced as speaker of the house likely she's going to retire 
right? And she sees this trip to Taiwan as the capstone of what of her self-proclaimed career as a leader in U.S.-China relations. So for her, this is a legacy item. That's why she can't delay it. That's why she doesn't want to go later. So she went to Tiananmen Square in 1991, and she sees this as the other bookend. So she's building a legacy item, but the guys in the White House, they don't care about that. Why do they care about Nancy Pelosi's legacy trip? Her, it's essentially a vanity trip. They think she's self-promoting, which she is. And for them right now, they're trying to ramp down tensions in U.S.-China relations for whatever reason. That's their chess move. They're playing a chess game. Their move is to ramp down tensions, and she's ramping them up. And they're like, hey, can you not, you know, mess with our strategy, please? Because uh, nobody ever asked you to do that. And she's like, no, I'm, I don't care what you say. So in the end, you've got these, these you know, old politicians, Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi, frankly, who are stubborn. And neither one of them wants to give in. And then when the, the, the funny part is that this was all being negotiated behind the scenes very quietly for weeks, by the way, guys, weeks. They were trying to convince her. They're pleading with her, showing her military operations that would be necessary, intelligence assessments. But then the story leaked, and someone asked Biden about it, and he confirmed it. And oh. all of a sudden, the quiet negotiations were, were, were over because he blurted it out into public, and he made it even worse because then the Chinese really overreacted, and now Nancy Pelosi doesn't want to look like she's backing down, so now she kind of has to go. Oh, wow. And you mentioned the age of the participants. Of course, Nancy and her husband benefited from the opium wars, and that's where they really made their money. <laughs> <laughs> so at the same time, though, with all due respect to that, which I find uh, oddly hilarious, um, <laughs> the idea that that's the Chinese really would... Well, okay, that's that's good to know. But the idea that the Chinese would get a veto power over any American going to Taiwan is utterly galling. Right, and that's the 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 principle that's important to uphold here. Now, what's funny about that is that you know, from the what the White House guys say is they're like, listen, we know that the Chinese always bitch and moan, and we're not saying that we should give in. But what we're saying is, according to our intelligence, they believe that Pelosi is going. You know, with the president's support, they can't understand our system that, like, the president of the United States can't control the Speaker of the House of his own party. She would go and tell him to go screw himself. Like, in their system, if you sure. defy the president, you're dead. You're gone. You're breaking rocks for 20 years. Your whole family is finished forever. So they can't. They don't believe the Biden people ah. when they say, no, 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 we can't control Nancy Pelosi, and she, she just have to lump it. So they think it's an escalation, which is, like, again, the opposite of what they're trying to signal. And then, you know, when, and then once they sort of realized that our system was so sort of dysfunctional and they started to believe it, they're like, oh, now we'll double down and get even nastier and meaner and threaten her more. And so, I mean, they're, I think, yeah, of course we can't back down to Chinese bullying, but we have to also understand that the reason that there's a risk is because they don't believe anything that we say. We don't believe anything that they say. And Nancy Pelosi is just sort of injecting herself into that situation without regard for much of that. Because, again, that's, she wants to do what she wants to do, and I was going to tell her what not to do. And so in this, the people were stuck really in the middle of the Taiwanese, of course, because, you know, like Rick Hume said, it's, not, it's very unlikely that the Chinese are going to start World War III over this, right? They're not going to attack us. What they do is they attack the weaker party. That's the Taiwanese. So when she leaves, you know, and they impose some sort of new economic or military aggression on Taiwan, uh, she's writing the check, but they're paying the bill. So, do we know what the great chess game is that the White House is playing? I was surprised to see the Secretary of Defense yesterday 
Mr. Austin also making noises about this isn't exactly the best timing for I mean, so what what do we have going on? What's in the works? Well, President Biden and General Secretary Xi Jinping are on the phone right now. I mean, it's a video conference, but they're literally talking as we speak. Okay, and that's what that's the that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to regularize the relationship so that we could at least talk to one another. And what they say is the Biden people, the White House people anyway, what they say is, listen, this relationship's going down, okay, fast. Not because we want it to, but because the Chinese Communist Party is getting worse. They're getting more aggressive, more repressive, more expansionist, nastier, meaner, acting more like gangsters every day. I think the White House gets that, right? But what they're they're saying is that we're not, we want to sort of prepare for this struggle carefully. We want to do it. You know, we don't want to spark crises unnecessarily. And when we do have a crisis, we want it to be on our terms, not on Nancy Pelosi's terms. So they're just trying to keep things copacetic. And she's messing with that plan. Now, overall, do I think that the Biden administration is doing enough to confront the Chinese Communist Party? No. But you could understand just sort of from an intellectual standpoint why on one particular day they might not want Nancy Pelosi to start a crisis because they're not ready for that. <laughs> right? They didn't plan for it. Josh Rogan, Global Opinions columnist for the Washington Post on the line. I believe we have live feed of the uh, video conference right now. Mr. President, you're on mute. Uh, the little picture of the microphone. Sir, no, touch it. That, that, no, just touch it once, sir. You're still on mute. Uh, so, <laughs> more, more seriously, Josh, uh, one factor we haven't yet discussed is the upcoming coronation of Xi Jinping is is a third term leader slash president for life with the economy faltering the covid not going away um i understand one factor is we don't want to give him an excuse for acting like the hard ass nationalist to rally support behind him right well there's two things you've got you uh, that related to what you just said one is that you know we've got a, this whole region full of countries and right, we don't want to give him like any plausible story as to to claim that we're the aggressors instead of him. And even if it's not true, we don't want to give him that chance. But the other thing is that, like, you know what the White House guys will say is, listen, in these few months, it's pretty dicey before Xi Jinping gets coronated for his third term because he's under the microscope, blah, blah, blah. And that presumes something which I don't think is true, which is that after he gets his third term, it's going to be better. And I, my assumption is that once he becomes dictator for life, like a Putin or a MBS or a Kim Jong-un, right, he's actually going to get worse. He's going to get nastier. Mm. That's what happens with, you know, psychopathic dictators. Their appetite grows with the eating. And yeah. so I, I don't think there's ever going to be a good time for Nancy Pelosi to go to Taiwan where they're not going to do some, threaten to do some crazy stuff. That's why I think she might as well go now, because I don't think it's going to get better later this year. Um but, you know, that's the situation we're in. The Chinese Communist Party is becoming a totalitarian state, almost a fascist state. And that's well, that, a scary thing that we're all going to have to deal with. Well, that sounds awfully damned if you do and damned if you don't because what I was trying to express is that, that Xi Jinping has to have a justification for being uh, re-coronated. And with the other stuff floundering, if being the brave military hero against the West is an excuse, he's looking for somebody to punch in the face. And we'd prefer not to give him that excuse for all sorts of different reasons, but uh, yeah, right. yeah. No, I, I think that's true, but I think he's going to get coronated one way or the other, and he's going to get nastier one way or the other. And if we look at China, with, look at that zero COVID stuff. I mean, it's crazy. They're killing their own economy. They're putting millions of people into quarantine for two cases, 
of like the you know the the, var- the variants don't even work that way anymore. But they can't change. They, no one can tell the dear leader that he's wrong. That's what's so scary about it is it doesn't doesn't need any more boogeyman. He doesn't need any more excuses. He's he's done it. He's he's assumed total power mm. and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And that's why China is a big threat. But it's also why we can't say that China is going to be the greatest country in the world, because all of those systems are essentially corrupt and rotten at the core. Well, that's actually good news for us. Um, uh, uh the yeah, double-edged sword certainly. Um, uh, so the final on this from you: Do you think she one has to go and will go? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think if I had to put money on it, yeah, I think she's going to go because she's going to Seoul, she's going to Tokyo. So now if she doesn't go, everybody will know she backed down. Sure. And you know the, what the White House says is, oh, just go after the election. It'll be fine after the election. But she won't. She'll be speaker, but she'll be a lame duck. It won't be the same thing. Sure, of course not. And. Uh, I don't think she wants to take that chance. So, uh, you know, if you know, I think at the end of next week, Nancy Pelosi and a delegation to Atlanta, Taiwan. And like I said, the Chinese are just going to have to lump it. And, you know, if they don't, you know, if they do do something really crazy and provocative, then the Biden administration should support Pelosi, not the Chinese. Yeah. You know? And, you know, and if they yeah, do something crazy, that was side. if they do something crazy, that was going to happen over something else. I mean, if they're willing to go to war over Nancy Pelosi visiting Taiwan, which is a completely normal thing to do, well, then exactly. something else was going to happen anyway. And when the CCP challenges are resolved, what we should do is we should show resolve. How about that? Amen to that, brother. Josh Rogan of the Washington Post. You should read him. His most recent piece is posted at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, Josh, we always appreciate the time. Well done. Anytime. I love how fired up he is about this topic because oh, everybody should be. You talk about a 30,000-foot view of things. You want to take a 100,000-foot view of things? The only story that matters is the relationship between the United States and China, maybe for the next 100 years, certainly for the next 50. Right. And the idea that, well, we'll apologize for the offense, uh, Xi Jinping. We'll have a word with her. You know, every time they claim to be angry, it, they remind me of like Saddam Hussein, who was vowing blood running in the streets and the mother of all this and that constantly. Hyperbole is their go-to. Now, they're also a superpower, and he wasn't, but the, the whole appeasing the Chinese thing, I mean, you don't want to be unnecessarily provocative, but they will push and they will push and they will push until we push back. And again, much as I'd hate to start World War III over sending our doddering old bag of a Speaker of the House over there. Doddering you know, that, old bag that, with one, I, you with, know what? With one I apologize. With one stiletto in the grave. I, I apologize. That was out of line, and I, I'm better than that. I apologize. <laughs> Are you? Um, but uh, the idea that, you know, we'd start a conflict over that seems kind of nutty. On the other hand, yeah, we're a free country. We're sending her. She wants to go. She's going. Shut up. We do support Taiwan. I think that's kind of self-evident at this point. You commie bastards. Wow. What an interesting story. She goes next week. I'm guessing that's going to get crazy media coverage. In a way it that it certainly will. In the way that it shouldn't and normally wouldn't, but it's been built up so much now, I think it's going to get crazy coverage. Wow. You know, I have more to say on the topic, but we need to take a break. We have lots today. We're in a recession, people. We're in a recession. Oh, Stay Lord. tuned. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
Chipotle is about to raise their prices for the second time this year. At this point, they're becoming the fast food version of Netflix. Yeah, the prices are getting crazy at Chipotle. Now, uh, E. coli is $2 extra. You know? <laughs> Wow. That's inappropriate. Wow. You I know, don't approve. You know why they're raising the prices at Chipotle? Because we're in a recession, people. We are in a recession. No. We are in a recession. The economic numbers are out. The quarter shrunk again, 0.9% after our previous quarter that shrunk a tiny bit also. So we're in a recession. According to some and not according to others. So uh, some of the details on that. The Financial Times headline is America in a recession. So they're calling it a recession. There, there are other things that technically the economists have to get on. The nonpartisan economic recession board declares it a recession in a couple of months or not. Here's an interesting little tidbit for you, though. Out of the past 10 times that the U.S. economy experienced two consecutive quarters of negative economic growth, how many times was a recession then officially declared once they looked into the numbers? Out oh. of the last 10 times. Interesting question. The answer? All 10. So doesn't that take kind of the fun out of the whole? Oh, it's not necessarily a recession. You have to. There are other numbers you have to factor in. Yeah, well, the last ten freaking times they did this, they decided it was a recession. This reminds me of like you're listening to idiotic sports talk radio, and they're talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. Are they a dynasty? We'll take your calls. I don't know to win one Super Bowl, the not one the next year. Win a third. That's not a dynasty. I mean, a <laughs> dynasty has to win. Shut up! Oh. <laughs> yes, keeping in mind our underlying theme, which is what the hell difference does it make? I mean, if you tell me. Like a month from now, you'd be looking back seven months. So if you tell me that seven months ago we were in a recession, what am I supposed to do with that information? Or if you tell me we retroactively weren't. be miserable, <laughs> or if you tell me I'm we re looking at June, honey, you remember when we had so much fun? Oh, we went to our buddy's house and that was awful. <laughs> or you're going to tell me, do you remember back in May when gas was so expensive and you were shocked at your grocery bill? We weren't actually in a recession at the time. Okay, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, no kidding. So, yip, yippee. The uh, media. The... I just looked up at the TV, and they're advertising Shark Week as hosted oh. by Tracy Morgan. When did that become a thing? Tracy Morgan yeah. hosts Shark Week? Here's where we ought to have our, my daughter Delaney on as a guest, as she is one of the nation's leading Shark Week fans and has uh, made it clear over the last four years or so, it's gotten more and more jivey and ridiculous and much less scientific. They're pandering, Jack. I'm Brian Fellow. That shark is funny. Is that what it is, or why is Tracy Morgan on Shark Week? I don't know what's going on. Well, just they're, they're gaming it up. They're gimmicking it up. You remember Michael Phelps versus a shark? You remember that abortion? <laughs> right. Well, that was that was like two, three years ago, right? Right. I'd forgotten all about that. Michael right. Phelps raced a shark and acted <laughs> like he was taking it seriously. That shark was a lot faster than I thought it would be. <laughs> All right, whatever. It's a damn shark, Michael. <laughs> the the shark does not know he's in a race. <laughs> oh, boy. That's hilarious. So is it true that a Portland restaurant is going to promote racial equity seating? Separate sections for black and white diners will have that, plus a great guest. Yeah, our uh, man, well, I'm out of time. We're going to talk about getting that WNBA player out of Moscow. Stay tuned for that. Armstrong. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. I think we're making it clear across the national security team uh, that we're serious about securing their release. I don't have any conversations uh, to speak about or announce on the the president's behalf. Uh, We believe that this is a serious proposal, and we want the Russians to take it seriously as well. So we're talking about getting that WNBA player out of jail and, uh, and another dude that's been there for a long time and trading some horrible russian evil person so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna give russia back a horrible murderous criminal to get back a wnba player who smoked a little weed yeah the asymmetry in these things is one of the aspects i'd really like to discuss with felix light reporter in london for cbs radio news longtime uh, correspondent for the moscow times joins us now mr light how are you sir i'm good indeed very good so, Brittany Griner, the WNBA player uh, in question, and then the uh, gentleman whose name I don't have in front of me, has been held for quite some time, a proposed trade for this merchant of death. Tell us uh, what we ought to know. 
Yeah, well, so, you know, these two uh, individuals, uh, the two Americans, you know, Brittany Griner, the WNBA star, uh, has been in jail in, the, in, in Russia since, I think, February, uh, just before the war with Ukraine broke out. And then the other guy we're talking about is a, a, a bloke called Paul Whelan. He's a, 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 a U.S. Marine Corps veteran, as I understand. He was uh, arrested uh, quite a long time ago, in 2018. What was quite clearly a pretty fabricated case, an espionage case. I don't think anyone seriously believes he's... Uh, involved in sort of spycraft at all but you know these two individuals have been in uh, in Russian uh, uh, custody you know for quite some time and now there's talk of uh, swapping this guy Victor Boots the merchant of death you know a, a guy with a very fearsome reputation an arms dealer of quite some sort of notori notoriety you know a guy who fueled a lot of civil wars on the African continent, who was involved in funding or arming at least the Taliban and insurgents in Iraq, um, you know, sort of back in a previous uh, era. So, you know, a guy with a real sort of nasty footprint on the world, I think, you know, he has been sort of uh, mooted as the next guy to be uh, exchanged in these sort of prisoner exchanges, you know, uh, what we saw quite recently was the Biden administration pulled off another prisoner exchange. They swapped another uh, U.S. Marine Corps veteran for a Russian cocaine trafficker who'd done uh, quite a lot of years in uh, American prison. And so, uh, you know, this, does, this is sort of a, a strand of diplomacy that's somehow continuing despite, obviously, ties amounting to almost nothing, uh, you know, in the context of the war. Yeah, and uh, some of the concern, obviously, is that this encourages Russia or other bad actors to grab Americans around the world because you can get back some, you know, uh, get some some people back or, or whatever it is you're going to use them as a bargaining chip for because uh, it, it seems like a, um, a you know, a not, not an equal exchange there. But the Biden administration is under quite a bit of political pressure because this is a high-profile person, a, a sports star, but... Um, is is that the concern that it encourages other countries to snatch Americans? Well, I think possibly. You know, Russia is not above hostage diplomacy. You know, weaponizing, uh, sort of taking captives, uh, um, American citizens, in order to sort of trade them back for people it wants. I can certainly say that the British government, you know, my government doesn't do this kind of thing. You know, it's a kind of an established policy. They don't do it because they think it does. Ah. Uh, you know, incentivize bad actors. I didn't know that. Kind of stuff. Yeah, but um, on the other hand, you know prisoner exchanges are not sort of a new thing you know the US government has done them they've you know got a lot of contacts with the Russians in this sort of uh, in this way and you know I guess it's the way of the world right now so this Victor Boot the merchant of death uh, why does Russia want him back is it merely that he's a Russian citizen is he alleged to be <clears throat> excuse me connected to Putin what's the story well, Boot was arrested uh, quite a long time ago, 2008, I think, in Thailand by the Thai police, and I think extradited to the U.S. only in about 2011. And, uh, you know, at the time, the Russians kicked up a very big fuss sort of about his arrest, uh, about his possible uh, extradition. They were very keen that he not be shipped out uh, to America, you know. And it, I, it's, it's hard to see, say exactly sort of who Boot is in, in terms of his relationship to the Kremlin, you know. I think a guy like this, you know, a, a Russian citizen who's sort of selling arms all over the world to all kinds of sort of actors, you know, rebel groups, you know, rogue states, governments, militias, whatever. He's going to probably have some kind of level of ties to the Russian security services, you know, the Russian special services, you know. We don't really know what that is, but it does seem likely that he, you know, is not totally out of the world of the FSB, you know, the 
the Russian Secret Service. You know, I think he probably does have some ties there. He probably is on some level, you know, a Kremlin asset. And the Kremlin is very keen to get him back in that way. You know, he's a guy who had a lot of links to sort of, you know, rebel groups, to, uh, to, to armed insurgents all over the world. And I guess the Kremlin would like to have those kind of ties back. So, you know, he's kind of a guy who's valuable for his life experience, for his sort of, uh, you know, career uh, in this sort of, you know, as the merchant of death, as you put it earlier. Felix Light is on the line long of the Moscow Times, uh, CBS Radio News these days from London. Felix, if we can pivot, <clears throat> what do you suppose the current mood slash calculations are going on in the Kremlin about Ukraine? What's the uh, six-month plan going forward? Well, you know, I think it's a fascinating question. You know, what we've seen sort of in the last few weeks is certainly this big offensive that the uh, the Russians have been undertaking in the Donbass, that eastern area of Ukraine. You know, it, it, it did achieve some ends. It did achieve some goals. But it has, I think, ground pretty much to a halt right now. We've not really seen any sort of... Uh, big breakthroughs in the last couple of weeks, you know, or any real sort of uh, shifting of the front line any further. And what I think is very interesting now is if you cast your eyes south a little bit to uh, this area of Ukraine called Kherson, right on the Black Sea down there, you know, this is the only, I think, region or the only major city of Ukraine that Russia was able to take. It is looking very like the Ukrainians are going to mount a, a sort of a counteroffensive in the next few weeks to take it back. You know, they've, they've been hitting out uh, strategic bridges, it's now becoming very difficult for the Russians to supply their forward positions there. The Ukrainians have, Ukrainians have been using these HIMARS systems there, American-made, American-supplied systems to incredible you know, effect. And they've been using these rocket systems to sort of destroy Russian armored uh, sort of columns, to destroy uh, Russian uh, uh, munitions dumps, and to destroy strategic bridges. So, you know, there's a lot, there's a bit of a, I wouldn't necessarily call it a tide turning, but there is a sense that the Ukrainians are sort of leveling the playing field. Again, all these sort of arms that the Biden administration and other Western governments have supplied do really have an impact here. And I think there is sort of a chance that, you know, the Ukrainians might be able to take the offensive a little bit in the uh, coming months and weeks. Well, that's the first good news I've heard in a while. I'm glad to hear that. Um, uh, before we let you go, is it a big deal that Moscow's pulled out of the space station thing? We're not going to work with them anymore? Well, yeah, it's odd, isn't it? You know, it's a kind of one of these kind of cutting off your nose to spite your face kind of moments. You know, Russia is obviously good at space stuff. You know, they always have been, but they just sort of want to, I don't know, you know, be, you know, annoy America a bit, it seems. It's, it's, it's a very strange sort of uh, reaction, and I, I don't, can't really explain it per se, but, you know, We'll see. I mean, maybe they want to cast off on their own and do their own space station. I mean, good luck doing that with your economy under sanctions and you're unable to buy any microchips from anywhere, but we'll see what they'll do. Speaking for my fellow Americans, we're barely annoyed at all. Yeah, exactly. It's it's really fine. Uh, You know, just to get back to Ukraine for one more second, um, and and I'm going to ask for a prediction, not for the prediction's sake, but for what's behind it. What do you think the situation looks like in a couple of years? Well, you know, it's it's the, it's a million dollar question. You know, frankly, it's 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 a very very difficult one to answer. You know, I think that it will be very difficult for uh, Vladimir Putin, as long as he's sort of in power, to admit any kind of defeat in Ukraine. You know, he's very much all in on this war, and so I think that if there is a clear and decisive uh, military defeat of Russia by Ukraine by its allies. Uh, then I think you'd have sort of the, the, the regime domestically in Russia kind of called into question. 
Uh, on the other hand, you know, Russia has been banking on sort of, um, you know, on, 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 on sort of fatigue in the West. You know, people don't want to support Ukraine anymore when inflation's going up and gas prices are always going up. So, you know, maybe the U.S. After, under a new president, maybe European countries under new leaderships eventually end up cutting Ukraine loose under economic pressure. You know, that's what the, uh, the Russians are counting on. So I think it's kind of which of these ends up sort of uh, prevailing, you know, the military realities on the ground where I think Ukraine is turning the tide a little bit or the economic realities where I think time might be on Russia's side. So we'll have to see. The excellent Felix Light from London. Felix, thank you so much for the time. Great to talk. Thank you. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I appreciate him going into the factors that would cause the outcome. I, I think the outcome is almost certainly Russia has annexed a significant amount of Ukrainian territory. They hold it under uneasy control. There are flare-ups and fights over contested territory for an extended period. And I just, unless, unless Zelensky ends up not being in power in the near future and some more conciliatory regime says, look, we got to save whatever rump of a country we have left and get to the bargaining table and just give up. Well, I don't know if your prediction is going to be right or wrong. I plan on winning that billion-dollar mega jackpot, so I won't be here. Well, it's good to have a plan. But uh, I'll listen. Uh, I just saw the chances of winning are about 1 in 330 million. Mm. I like those odds. So... So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah. Carve off a brother 10 mil for the effort, would you? I mean, we've had a long run. Come on. It's just a courtesy. A billion dollars. How much would that would you end up with? Honestly, you would opt for it up front so you get half of it, and then half of it disappears in taxes. So you're at a quarter roughly. of a billion? Yeah, a little more than that. Call it $300 billion. $300 million. Million, I'm sorry. Yeah, three hundred million. Um, yeah, we're not discussing the latest climate change package. <laughs> uh, you could, so yeah, you to, could, to carve me out ten million dollars, you wouldn't even notice. It. No, you could live pretty well on three hundred billion dollars. I'd share my money with you guys. Well, thank you, Mike. We, we would all live well. Yeah. That's on the record, by the way. That's a contract. I agree. Now it's a contract. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got much more on the way. I, uh, did, I, I'm sorry to disappoint all you that you were planning on winning, but I plan on winning. So. Uh, text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. 
When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Former President Obama just released his summer playlist. It's got songs like Beyonce's Break My Soul, Kendrick Lamar's Die Hard, and Drake and Rihanna's Too Good. Uh, well, our current president didn't want to be left out, so he just released his own. Hey, America, check out President Biden's summer playlist. Featuring Joe's favorite summer jams like Moonlight Serenade by the Glenn Miller Orchestra. Muskrat Ramble by the McGuire Sisters. Muskrat Ramble too. And of course, Freaky Girl by Nicki Minaj. President Biden's summer playlist. Available at all participating five and dimes. Wow. Muskrat Ramble. <laughs> I'd like to hear the rest of that tune. Had a snappy beat. <laughs> the Glenn Miller Orchestra. Come on. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Not halfway through the term yet, right? Hmm? Correct. Hmm? Not even close? Hmm? Hmm? Yeah, should be interesting. How's your vacation uh, going so far? You know, it's been terrific. The flight, smooth as can be. Yeah, Judy and I were supposed to be on vacation today. Uh, I got over the COVID just in time. And uh, as I mentioned earlier... Uh, in the middle of the night, she started to feel kind of funky. And uh, sure enough, we got up to go to the airport at Odark 30, and she said, I have a sore throat, and I don't feel good. Oh, boy. And, and so we just were going to see people and places and flying and the rest of it. And if she's got the vid, it's just, A, irresponsible, and B, if she's got a fever for four days like I did, was it four days? Yes, damn near four days, three and a half days. Um. She's going to be miserable the whole time. Well, yeah, if you're actually sick, you don't want to be on vacation. You want the comforts of home. Right. Yeah, exactly. So we we canceled the flight uh, an hour and a half, two hours, I guess two hours before we were supposed to board. <laughs> canceled the whole vacation. Canceled. And this is how many times you've canceled an entire vacation? I don't know. Already Every time. Booked, <laughs> already booked vacations. Yes. 
Yeah, 100%. All because was, of COVID spread out over two and a half years. That's amazing. Yeah, I know it. I know it. But what are you going to do? So now we're trying to figure out, okay, how sick is she? How sick she's going to get? Because uh, next week is a vacation week. So we wait and see how sick she gets. And if she doesn't get sick, then I guess we do a day trip or something. I don't know. I don't want to sit at home looking at each other. I mean, we're fond of each other, God knows, but uh, I'd like to have a vacation vacation. Sure. We don't know if we can or not yet. So I guess I'll uh, find my golf clubs, which I've put away while I've been suffering from the COVID and uh, knock it around and take care of my wife. Freaking COVID. So I know I've known more people who are actually sick in the last couple of weeks than the previous two years combined, which is amazing. And as our executive producer just mentioned in my ear, school's going to start here in a couple of weeks. What are we going to do with schools if there's this much COVID? Well, kids aren't that great a vector or haven't been so far, but with the new variant, the BA5, who freaking knows? I don't know. Wow. The idea of school being interrupted. We go back to the year 2015. You know, all sorts of weird bat viruses in those caves in southern China, Dr. Fauci. What do you think we ought to do about it? Well... I think we ought to take those weird bat viruses out of the cave and study them for a while. And if they're not strong enough, like, to infect humans, let's mess with their DNA until they are strong enough. Just be extra careful you keep it in the lab, all right? Don't let it loose. All right, Dr. Fauci, we'll get right on that. you Bastards. Bastards. Now, we don't know the lab leak theory is correct, but by golly... If somebody woke me up, uh, whether, you know, in a year or 10 years or from the grave and said, hey, Joe, turns out, yeah, it was a lab leak. They now know it for absolute certain. I'd, I would not be 1% shocked. I'd be like, uh, I was uh, I was resting the eternal rest, and you woke me up for that? I knew that. <laughs> I was resting the eternal rest. Now, if you'll excuse me, Satan is expecting me back. Oh wow! Let's oh, wow. let's be realistic. That was a twi- that was a twist. <laughs> we weren't expecting. Let's be realistic here. She ended up in hell. You see, I've I've been here every minute of me, since, and I'm not impressed. Since we were talking about COVID, which nobody in the world wants to talk about, uh, what percentage of people are resigned to a lifetime of COVID being around? COVID nineteen is the official name because it came out in 2019. Yep. We're now over halfway through 2022. It's still freaking yeah. here. Is it going to be around more or less forever our whole lives? 43% somewhat agree. 35% strongly agree. So 80% of people somewhat or strongly agree, yeah, COVID's going to be around forever. So if that's the attitude out of four out of five people, well, let's... That's what we mentioned yesterday. L.A. County, which is going to enact their mask mandate maybe tomorrow, depending on the numbers. What a joke. Beverly Hills, for instance, has uh, unanimously voted, we ain't enforcing a mask mandate. So the county can say they got one, but we ain't enforcing it. So we got it. We got it. If if 80% of people say it's going to be around the rest of our lives, let's figure this all out, okay? So nobody even brings up the idea of Zoom school again or masks for kids or any of that crap. You know, the only caveat I would have is I'm a somewhat agree because uh, I'm a quibbler, but it's an important choice or it's an important point. I think COVID as we know it will not be or COVID as we knew it is gone. You remember the alpha, the beta, the delta? They're gone. 
and probably never to return. COVID as we know it even now will not be around. It'll be a few more iterations down the line where it's a cold. I believe we will have a new cold that is part of our lives for the rest of our lives called COVID-19. And soon it will be as close to harmless for most of us as it can be. That's certainly my hope. So 80% of normal Americans who answer it's going to be around for the rest of my life, so let's just deal Mm -hmm. with it. The rest of the poll, uh, people polled, 6% strongly disagree. <laughs> Who are you? No way. Not a chance. And I mean it. <laughs> Who are you? What, what are you basing that on, sir or madam? I like 1% no answer. You ain't going to get me to give you my opinion. <laughs> I'm just I'm just a college kid. I'm doing this in the summer. You, you get away COVID? from me. I got no answer. Do you think COVID will be around for a while? Get away from me! <laughs> you pull a blade on him. Coming up, the fabulous Jim Tankersley to talk about the weird, weird economy we're in. Is that a recession, isn't it? Don't worry about that. It's the rest of the part that's really interesting. The rest of the Armstrong. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 